0: All right, we're live.
1: Welcome back to Talk with ARMY. I'm your co-host, Delilah.
0: And I'm your co-host, Daisy.
1: And most likely, you probably already know um, what we're doing. Part three, ARMY Anonymous 12. Let's just get right into it um we left off at the external fandom issues category and we still have a few left in that one and so we'll just pick up right where we left off
0: all right so this first submission says obviously with the army and it's stuff that just happened it's still fresh in my mind but like the way that some fandoms will align themselves with objectively bad people like literal neo Nazis, like that's insane, and try to change history to paint BTS and armies as the bad guy is so crazy to me, especially with how often it happens. And this is from Canada, yeah. That whole army is discourse was honestly insane.
1: Sickening. I I don't understand. Um. Uh. Honestly, I think uh the whole eight eighteen e discourse is like what kind of sparked us to do the last episode we released because people are just so desperate to pretend like bts has just gone through normal fandom hate type things but no november 2018 was traumatic uh for probably for BTS more than armies but like it was so bad we literally refer it to its date and year because we don't we don't like to talk about it
0: right there's so much you know traumatic history behind November 2018 It was such a stressful time for everybody. Um, You know, there were people whose lives could have literally been at risk because of, you know, not even just, like, the hate that BTS was getting, but the threats that literal armies were getting, especially in Japan. And, like, for people to just suddenly go and throw away their morals and side with those types of people because of the fact that they don't like armies it's crazy. And, you know um ts will try and paint it like oh you know armies were being like disrespectful and like let's not pretend like you guys are innocent obviously armies are not not all armies are innocent obviously there's going to be you know a handful of people who are going to take it too far however what we're not going to gloss over is how many people literally well for context for people who don't know basically there was this account named uh tmi k-pop and they post you know a lot of like articles about like you know different k-pop artists And they happened to translate one day this article that was basically talking about how A wasn't like the poor, broke, you know, nukus that like that everyone seems to make them out to be like back when they were rookies and that their company really wasn't like struggling like that. And because they translated that article, like ATNs were just like furious because like we were saying in like the you know, in episode thirty-six, you know, there are people who really try and paint some of their faves like as like a rags to riches story and try and make it seem like they struggled way more than they actually did. And so because, you know, ATNs didn't want the whole you know, struggle illusion to be shattered. Um, they started digging on TMI K pop's account, and there was a tweet that they were basically like condemning the neo Nazis that were coming after Jimin during November 2018. And for some reason, they ignored like all the context behind that tweet and were like, oh my gosh, like you're sick, you're disgusting. And it's like, disgusting for what? Calling out neo Nazis?
1: And then, all and then, like, it just got weird because people were like, oh not surprised they're like a bts stan and it's like what what does that have to do how does that change how does that make what they said incorrect like i'm not understanding the math here like why is it that someone likes bts and then suddenly anything they say is just like no longer valid
0: that's the thing like with a lot of armies they will often have their arguments dismissed if it is discovered that they are a fan of bts and that's been happening for years because people just somehow think that there's no possible way that armies can have any valid opinions and to be honest i would even argue that it's been happening since debut Armies were belittled for being a smaller fandom that couldn't fight back, you know, back then. And now this time, people just assume that we're, like, the most problematic fandom in history. And so because of that, they don't like to side with us. They don't like to agree with us. And basically anything that an army says should not be taken seriously. And it can get frustrating because during times where, like, people are genuinely out of line towards us, then... Everybody's going to just take the side of the other fandom because no one ever wants to side with us. And, you know, people act like because armies are big, that means that we have to be the bigger person and we just have to suck things up and let things go. But then do you know how frustrating that is, especially given how many times that, like, there are K-pop fandoms that will side with just, like, genuinely problematic people and we're just supposed to suck it up. Meanwhile, if an ARMY calls your faves a flop, you guys will never let us hear the end of it. It's crazy.
1: It's also super annoying how they insert themselves into something, just ignoring context or not understanding the context. And then when we put context into it, they get super confused or like, what are you even talking about? Like, that's so unrelated. Like, when people... We're saying why are you agreeing with neo-nazis and they were like what are you talking about like what is what does nazis have to do with it and it's like if you don't know what they're talking about um, and first of all they literally mentioned neo-nazis in the tweet so it's not like right. so your reading comprehension is just terrible um, but if if you don't understand the context then don't be acting surprised when people are going to jump you for just inserting yourself. And then they paint armies like the bad guys and pretending like armies are just making up or like doing some other type of narrative that's like different from what was the original narrative. And it's like, no, the narrative was always the same, but you you were the ones that changed it and because you were the ones that didn't understand you have to act like we're the ones that are just like making stuff up
0: and on top of that what really was pissing me off about this whole thing was that when armies had called people out and like some of uh these attendees were realizing oh you know uh we messed up then suddenly like there's this there was this one thread that was going around by Naini an and they had basically made like a thread of like you know to apologize for you know misunderstanding what was going on. And then they were like, oh, because of this, you know, please forgive us, blah, blah, blah. And, like, everyone was rightfully like, girl, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't just expect us to just completely gloss over this after a day. You can't just say sorry and then completely absolve yourself of any type of responsibility, especially when, like, the majority of the fandom is still acting like they didn't do anything wrong. So, you know, when you just see stuff like that, and then they start being, like, condescending towards us, and it's like, oh you know bts would want you to apologize bts would want this bts would want that It was like like is this really what we're doing now and you know they'll say that stuff like oh you know just because these uh fans were being problematic doesn't mean the whole fandom is and you should keep that in mind and it's like okay but why does no no one ever keep that in mind when it comes to armies
1: exactly like it is just clear as day how armies and bts are treated on this app and it's kind of and i don't like yeah it's ridiculous but more than ridiculous it's just exhausting at this point because it's it's like the same thing just keeps happening over and over again and nothing changes
0: exactly so this whole thing is just frustrating and I even sometimes still see remnants of this discourse like today and it's been like over a week and I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm honestly tired. So yeah, that was that submission. And then the next submission is kind of going off of that where they just put November 2018 frowny face from the USA and honestly, mood.
1: Yeah. Um, this could be just, I don't know if they're just upset over November 2018, um, as we all are or if um, maybe they just want clarification on November 2018 because since we, we I mean we keep mentioning oh November 2018 but we're not saying what it is so I'm pretty sure lots of people that were not in the fandom then are just super confused um, so if, if you have a curiosity about you know what was happening um one resource that um you can start with is go to whitepaperproject.com and that you know was an amazing project and it is basically uh, an entire like paper it's over 130 pages that explains all of the events it explains what was happening with the media coverage the historical context um the statements that big hit was releasing and just uh, it has so much so if you're not sure what november 2018 was just go to whitepaperproject.com and then you will you will understand
0: And honestly the fact that armies went out of their way to write this whole thing, meanwhile, like they clearly say on their website that they do not represent Big Hit or BTS at all, which means that a bunch of armies came together to research and put this entire thing together. Like honestly, that's so commendable for them to make sure that if anyone doesn't understand that like people can come and read this in like its full context and get all of the history behind um you know the events that happen and i just think that is just like super cool
1: right so that is honestly the best source i don't think you're going to get a better source other than whitepaperproject.com so we'll just leave it at that
0: right and so the next submission says i'm very aware of people hating bts and being very active and most of the time we know it's bitter leftovers however it crosses the line when it impacts the art itself when d2 came out and yoongi was pressured to remove the intro which was there for a reason i'll never be able to forgive or forget that's like burning books similar but not as harsh was when big hit changed the names of the members for that bu drama show that they are filming Giving in under such demands just open doors that can't be closed. I'll stay forever mad because it made them change their art. I don't know how to avoid this because recently antis have been dragging up all kinds of things from the past trying to to rewrite it. It worries me a bit. Thanks for providing this platform and this is from Germany. Now in terms of the sample, I mean I'm a bit on the fence because while I do agree that like If you don't like how something is presented, you are just as much free to look away as you are to look at the art. You know, but when it comes to the context behind the sample that was used, I just don't see how it would have benefited him at all to keep it in his work. I mean, yeah, sure, you could talk about artist integrity, things like that. However, just because of the landscape of, you know, social media at that time and, you know, just given, like, the whole, you know, context behind, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff, I just really don't think there would have ever been a situation where he could have come out of this like uns- like slight like somewhat unscathed if he had just left the sample in there and you know me being you know a black person um i think that It was a good call to remove it because, you know, there's there's a difference between, you know, making somebody change their art simply just because you don't like it. And then, you know, there being like something that could potentially be problematic. And so I don't believe that it's wrong to make calls to remove things of that, you know, type of, uh, I guess, thing like I mean if it's like if it can be perceived as problematic I don't see like a problem with somebody removing it however when it comes to like just other things that are just like there's like literally nothing wrong with it and people are twisting it to be something that it's not which technique which kind of did happen with the sample but also you know other people did have valid reasons as to why it should be removed I mean it's a lot more of a nuanced conversation than just like oh they made him change his art or something like that However, I just don't agree with the people who ever tried to accuse him as anti-black because that's literally not what Yoongi is and people trying to make it seem like he doesn't and never cared about black people is just incredibly disgusting and I just was so stressed at the time of, you know, the release of D2 and so I think that people were definitely in the wrong to make it seem like he was putting in that sample to like deliberately offend black people. That's not what that was. It was just that he happened to sample somebody who happened to be incredibly problematic and he was not aware. And so he took it out. That's really all it was. Um, I don't think that it needed to be made into such a big deal the way that it was. Um, uh, but I do understand people who believe that they, sh- that he should have left it. And because there are other arguments where like, for example, you know, there are other artists who have referenced, uh, Jim Jones, like for example, Post Malone, blah, blah, blah. And those people don't get nearly as much flack as Yungi did for unknowingly including a sample of his voice in, you know, What Do You Think? Even though what he said was, like, very muffled, it was pretty difficult to tell what exactly he was even saying in that sample. So, I mean, there's there's just the, a whole conversation to be had about this that I'm not sure that we can even, like, cover in this episode, but mm-hmm. I definitely understand this person's point of view.
1: I think another thing that was really annoying uh, about that whole thing with the sample is people were bringing up the clip of him working on the song during like the burn the stage documentary and people were saying oh my god i can't believe armies were hiding this and it's like i mean it's a very hiding it it's a very muffled sample of course no one would have noticed it during then because it didn't probably didn't sound like anything to anyone who on earth just knows what jim jones speeches sound like
0: right i mean i have watched documentaries about the jonestown massacre but like they don't really include that many clips of like his actual sermons so like there's just no way that i would have ever listened to a jim jones sermon enough to be able to be like oh my gosh like he sampled this from like jim jones like that's just not my like train of thought And honestly, like on, you know, on one hand, it kind of reminds me of like, um, what was that tweet? It was like um that person who was like basically comparing, you know, somebody, you know, pointing out something problematic that like otherwise no one else would have known and it like kind of makes them look sus where it's like, oh, you know, I saw that person at the at the Blood Witch trial, she's a witch and it's like, okay, but what were you doing at the Blood Witch trial? So like those people who were like, Oh my gosh, like he's sampling Jim Jones and it's like, how do you know that? <laughs>
1: yeah the whole thing is just it was frustrating um just like all like the narratives like i understand the yeah the sample's problematic but also considering that it is a sample that multiple artists have used it is mo- most likely a sample that's just a part of some sort of music library folder it's so just like all the dumb narratives going around that like oh he was just looking for jim jones speeches in particular and whatnot like it it was a mess
0: also to add to that like it is so incredibly ethnocentric to just assume that everybody outside of america knows who jim jones is or what the jonestown massacre Honestly,
1: is i don't even think some americans know about jim jones
0: Right. Like, I think people truly, like, overestimate how much, like, foreign countries know about American history or, like, American tragedies. Because they all have, like, their own things to worry about. And we don't expect, like, for example, um, Americans to know about, like, everything that goes on, like, in Korea. So why do people... Like, I understand that, like, America is a superpower country and there's, like, a lot of stuff exported from America to other parts of the world but to expect them to know like every little detail for and expecting him to like be like oh my gosh like this is jim jones like why would you expect him to know who jim jones is i just feel like there's just like so many layers of this because like you know there's the layer of you know face like the shallow layer of like okay he used the sample like and it's from a problematic person and then there's the layer of but other people use the sample and they're not getting flack and then you unpeel another layer and it's like okay but why are you expecting him to know who jim jones is like there's just so much going on
1: exactly so it's just it was just a lot which is probably why uh we kind of like avoided twitter at some point during that time because just just seeing that it was so much negative energy it was too much so we took a break from that but you know back to the original point of of op here i don't know why i keep calling people who submit submissions op like it's a tweet (laughs) (laughs) But, but um what they what what they're saying about you know controlling people's art like i totally get that as well um especially when if it if he wasn't a bts member it probably wouldn't have blown up the way it would same thing with november 2018 if it wasn't jim and a bts that was involved um it wouldn't have blown up the way it did so especially because other idols
0: were wearing that shirt and they did not get nearly as much flack as bts and because bts mm -hmm. was the face of k-pop at that time they were literally used as like political pawns
1: yep it was just a mess um so yeah. I, I yeah, the whole oh, siding with neo Nazis, that is not an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration at all. Especially if you know anything about the right wing party in Japan. Like, not an exaggeration at all. Um it was genuinely awful.
0: Right. But yeah, that takes care of that submission. And so that concludes the external fandom issue section. So now we're going to get into the solo stands section. So this first submission says, um, can we um, get the whole fandom together to discuss and make a perfect plan to kick these solos slash diet solos slash antis out? They're getting too much of a platform to spread their agenda these days. And this is from India yeah like there's just like always talk about getting rid of solos and at the moment the only thing we can do is kind of like corner them Mm -hmm. and make sure that like baby armies know like right from wrong um in terms of like who they're supporting on twitter And so we're still working on that until, like, we find, like, a proper, proper solution. Because they're just so big that, like, I know we say this, like, all the Mm -hmm. time. And, like, every Army Anonymous where we talk about solos. But, like, there really is no definite solution right now. So we just have to keep doing what we've been doing.
1: What I predict this year, though, is that people are going to start to purge uh individual chart accounts and listen i don't mind individual chart accounts especially since there are just so many accomplishments that the members all make sometimes it's nice to just like have it uh by members and then that way you know you can keep track of everything um but at the same time it is becoming more and more obvious that a lot of these uh, solo chart accounts are run by solos and aunties and i say solos and aunties as if solos aren't aunties but <laughs> it's becoming very obvious especially with what that jungkook uh chart account just pulled uh like two days right. ago so that is my prediction i think not only do chart accounts are they run by solos but that's also where You could probably go to the following and, like, get a free block list. (laughs)
0: Oh, absolutely. When it comes to these types of solo fan bases, whether it's, like, charts, accounts um some of the picture accounts for sure and also like um some of the ones we're just like updating people on like that member's like related news if there's like any articles of them that's come out so many of them are just run by solos and that's why i tend to not follow them if i'm following for example like a picture account i'm usually like following the ones that post like unit photos because at least with those ones it's like a lesser chance of them being uh solos and i obviously like look through their tweets first to make make sure that like for sure for sure they're not a solo to see like how they interact with like content of the other members blah 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 and who they're following so it's always good to be vigilant when you're following those types of accounts because you just never know and you know we have to make sure that we educate like newer fans into that kind of thing because um honestly like all the older people on here when I say older I mean older ARMYs not like older by age but like when you know the older ARMYs talking talk about like how we need to be careful like everybody like who's an older ARMY will get it like they will understand but then obviously when newer fans come in and they just start following whoever because you know they're so excited to be a fan of BTS obviously we have to help them out and those are the people really who are giving these um you know member focused accounts like the clout that they have and so i mean it's just a whole conversation that we need to have well i would say not even just like have singular that we keep needing to have because there's always going to be like an influx of new fans
1: yeah i remember there was that one jimin picture account that clarified they don't want solos following them like they are not a solo stand, and they got jumped by and solos uh, but of course, armies were like, "Oh, a picture account that's like not a solo stand, follow." Um, so exactly. So shout out to that one and picture account um, because that day it was tough for them.
0: Right, honestly, because once you get jumped by solos, it's a lot. It's really overwhelming as somebody who has been in that position multiple times. It is not fun getting jumped by solos. And um, you know to put yourself out there and take a stand against solos, it's not an easy feat. And that's why I don't expect everybody to do it because some people's mental health is just not in that position. Um, but for the people who do, I honestly do respect it. And you know, if um, you know picture accounts are up for taking that stand against solos, I feel like it would be great because you know then we can have like a definite like confirmation that you are here for all the members of BTS, and we don't have to worry about whether or not we're consuming content created by solo
1: stands. Yeah. And with that, we can move to the next submission. This one says. Hello, I'm a baby army and I'm, and I'm new to stan twitter. I'm getting around quite well, yet I find difficulty in understanding some things. Recently I came across a tweet and I quote, "Normalize talking about Hobie being more than just a sunshine, end quote. When I checked the quote tweets, a lot of people were canceling this person, saying they were victimizing Hobie. I'm not sure I quite understood what the problem was, so it would be great if I got some context on this. Again, I just want to say I'm still new to Stan Twitter, and I've only been in ARMY for a year or so now after the lockdown, which is why I get confused between what solos or diet solos say and what armies say, because I believe I still have plenty of content to explore besides their discography and music content. Thank you for this podcast. It's been really helpful for me. From Bangladesh. Well, you're welcome. Glad this is helpful for people. Um, Whenever people say that, it just makes us so happy. So, thank Mm. you. And... I do understand why people jumped this person for this tweet, and here's why. So there has been a history of people saying, um, oh, people don't care about so-and-so BTS member because, oh, look, they have the least uh, fan cam views on their M Countdown performance and just stuff like that. Um and it's just it's gotten ridiculous because we're at a point where there is not a single member that is like the least liked member. Sure, there might because there's solo stands, those exist, there might be people that get more um attention and whatnot, but the whole oh, this member um isn't being appreciated for their talents or isn't being talked about for this and this, it's it's just not true. So for someone to say normalize talking about Hobie being more than just a sunshine, it's like, what are you talking about? Every day, there's people, um, talking about, um, you know, Hobie's rapping, people talking about Hobie's dancing, first and foremost, um, talking about how, um, you know, just Hobie as being, um, being, like, one of, he's, like, part of the hyung line but you know he is also like really close to the maknae line and there's just like an interesting relationship dynamic like there are so many discussions about hobie that um the idea that people only talk about him for like his bright personality is just it's just not true um which is probably why they got jumped because they saw through the tweet the tweet was implying people don't care about hobie enough more than just a one faceted personality trait which is false
0: right and you get this with like every person who victimizes the members but they'll have like their own little thing like the way that this person was saying normalize Hobi being more than just a sunshine I've seen arguments for example there's this one I think it was like a Namjoon Picks account where they were basically accusing you know or like basically implying that like armies didn't have any other compliment for him besides the fact that he's a good leader um, I've seen you know things where it's like oh you guys never let Jungkook have any individuality it's all about oh Jungkook and his hyungs this Jungkook and his Young's that I've seen people make the argument about oh my gosh armies only care about Jin's visuals and blah, 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 so on and so forth. So, you know, I've seen this type of, like, rhetoric for every type of member and, like, every single time that I see it, it is always to victimize that member and make it seem like armies do not care about them or they make that member seem a lot more one-dimensional than they actually are so yes i do understand why this person got jumped for saying that because you know you tell an army oh Hobie's more than just a sunshine and it's like yeah we we know like yeah. why why do you have to spell it out for us when everybody here is on the same page and so it can really come off as like being overly negative and pretty much like preaching to the choir. Am I using that expression right? Why- no,
1: you're you know, you're definitely um using that expression
0: right. But yeah, that's basically like how it seems where it's like you're talking to people who already agree with you and so it kind of comes off like really weird and, you know, kind of like annoying when people make it seem like we're not like doing what they're asking us to do.
1: Yeah, it's just super condescending. Like you can just um, it could also be if um if like English is like a second, third, fourth language, which it is for a lot of armies, then maybe it's harder to see like the bitterness behind that statement. Like it may just be sound like just a normal statement. But for for us, like just reading it like we there is bitterness um behind uh the person who tweeted it and we've been here long enough that we just see right through what they're trying to say and we're we're tired of it we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for it i remember so back when hope world first released in 2018 i remember there were so many people saying that hope world was not going to do as good as Augusty because um people don't support hobie he's the least liked in the rap line blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like no That's not true like the whole reason August D did better than RM is simply because RM came out in 2015 and then we had a huge fandom jump so when August D dropped in August of 2016 there were more armies, so the album did better and so of course jump to 2018 Hope World was definitely going to do well. And just as I predicted, it surpassed the success of when August D came out because the fandom grew. It just it's like it's like simple math. Um, that that is what would happen. So the fact that people were like, "Oh, um, his mixtape isn't gonna do as good as the other rap line members because he's the least liked." And then they ended up looking like clowns because that is not what happened. They want to seem like they're superior because they support Hobie and other people do not.
0: Right. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, people will try and use this argument, but to like claim that we like one rapper or just one member over the other. But like Delilah explained, it really is like the fandom jump that is causing these increases in streams for every new release the same way that, you know, Hope World, you know, surpassed the, you know, sales and streams of uh, August D you know then you had mono that surpassed hope world and then you had d2 that surpassed mono like it's always going to be a jump in streams and sales because of the fact that the fandom just keeps growing exponentially every single comeback and so when people act like it's a matter of like oh armies don't support this person armies don't support that person you're wrong and clearly it's a means to victimize that member and make it seem like they're being underappreciated by the fandom which is like pretty much like solo stand in. Doctrination 101 so obviously people like when army see people tweet stuff like oh normalize Hobie being more than like just a sunshine like like it's screaming like red flags to them and so of course they're gonna jump you
1: exactly like I, I can't believe people in 2022 are still trying to imply that there is a member in BTS that is not receiving the same amount of love that they give out to armies, Like, it's just not true, Um, and it never will be. So, with that, the next submission says, Is it just me who thinks flexing BTS's Instagram followers and like counts is kind of pointless? I'm not saying we can't celebrate milestones the same way we do with Twitter followers or YouTube subscribers, but in the grand scheme of things, they're nowhere near the most important achievement in BTS's career. I wouldn't be surprised if solo stands use them as a way to prove that the member they solo stand should leave the group. They're probably already doing it and I just have them blocked. From the USA.
0: Agreed, because you know the way that solo stands move, they are absolutely using BTS's Instagram followings as a pissing contest. If
1: you asked me how many followers uh they have on Instagram right now, I honestly could not tell you. <laughs>
0: Right I have not been keeping track of their followers since like the first 24 hours that they had the Instagram account and this was like two months ago so clearly there are other things that we need to think about other priorities we need to have and you know when people act like I mean yes it's cool that they have a lot of Instagram followers I mean it's pretty much a given you know given how popular that BTS are but when people really like take it and use it for like you know, proper, like, flexing or they treat it as, like, such a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, Yes, I do think that it's really cool that they have, you know, high Instagram following, but at the end of the day, it's, like, it's just Instagram, you know? They're really just here to post their cute pics and go or their, you know, workout routines and go, but, like, I mean, there's other things to worry about, honestly. Like, Stay Alive just drops. Like, why are we worrying about Instagram followers?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so... Uh I, I don't know. You know what? Mm, I wanna see. I don't know what, how many followers they have. Let me check. Um oh, this
0: will be interesting.
1: And I finally have been like getting more and more notifications from them, so that's great. Um Oh yeah,
0: same with me. I thought it was because like I had actually switched phones, but mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's just getting more notifications, so love that for us.
1: Alright, so RM twenty eight point four million um Hobies at twenty-eight point nine million JK 32 point five million Jin twenty eight point eight million Tae, thirty four point six million Yungi twenty eight point three million and then Jimin twenty nine point eight million. So I mean it's pretty even for the most part. Um it's just Tay that like has just, like, a few more million, and which is, like, kind of interesting. I wonder how that worked out. Um, but, like, everyone, I mean, it's so even. Like, I, I don't know how you could possibly complain about this.
0: Right. So, at this point, like, there's really no need for that because... You know, uh, there is somebody who had explained it really well back then, but like obviously given the fact that armies are OT7, when it comes to like the support that we give each of the members, it's all going to be pretty even and like the outliers are usually solos and also like locals who maybe casually are interested in BTS. So like if there's maybe like some like locals who are maybe only interested in like a couple of members, they're only going to be following those accounts and that's what would really explain the the differences in followers between like each of the members and um, solos will not understand that they'll go and claim that it's because armies are just not giving you know specific members enough appreciation but they really don't understand that they themselves are the outliers that are pretty much like confounding like the fel- the right. following counts. But yeah, that pretty much concludes that submission. So um, we're done with the solo stand section. So now we're going to move on to music performance and chart section. And this person says... I don't understand why calling the Love Yourself series a self-love concept is a bad thing. From what I understand, the word concept is supposed to refer to the overall thematic message of a song slash album, etc. It's a way of labeling a piece of media so as to make it easier for the intended public to find it, isn't it? And I feel like that is the overall message BTS wanted to convey. Learning to love yourself on your own and feel complete without someone else is the thematic string of that trilogy after all. So it would be seen, so would it be seen as a bad thing? Um, Not to answer my own question, lol, but the problem is, like always, the way the word is used in K-pop. K-pop fans see concepts as nothing but a marketing strategy. Yes, finding an audience is marketing, but it it is also more than that. Every true artist aims to find an audience for their art because they want to touch people. They want to make art that will be appreciated by others. It's not all about the money for many K-pop artists. Um, Sorry, just many artists in general. Um, This is my main problem with BTS being viewed as through a K-pop lens. Most of the terms K-pop fans use are too reductive for BTS. Um, They're being used in contexts that don't fit them. BTS don't do quote-unquote badass, cute, or dark concepts like most groups do their art is way too personal uh, is way too personal to be put in boxes like that which is why calling love yourself a concept also doesn't feel right sorry this is so long and basically just me ranting but my point is k-pop terminology is too reductive for bts and quite honestly for a few other k-pop artists too like just imagine calling some uh, someone calling melodrama by lord a dark concept makes my skin crawl there's so many layers to that album, even if the overall message or vibe is dark and sad at times. Concepts are just an oversimplification, uh, oversimplification of what the artist wanted to convey, and I don't think it's wrong to use these terms. But when it's all the fans talk about, um, when it's all the fans use to talk about a piece of media, it's doing more harm than good, in my opinion. Also, if people want to still use this term, then at least find more interesting words like I don't know, love centric or introspective or endearing, crying face emoji. But again, the point is uh, to put these artists in boxes, so I guess that wouldn't work. Okay, anyway, maybe I'm giving K-pop too much credit, but I feel like at least some of these artists, there, um, some of these artists, there is a lot to take away from their music, but the fans, um, like at least oh but the fans do a horrible job at promoting because they put them in a box and sell it like this straightforward thing with nothing more to decipher i'm so sorry this is awfully long i hope that you can at least understand what i'm trying to say feel free to shorten it up for the podcast and make a summary if it's easier and this is from portugal we did not shorten it because even though we say
1: army we never shorten anything (laughs) Yeah,
0: we never shorten stuff. Even though we say, you know, keep it, you know, a bit short um, to make it easier to get through other submissions, we will still read out, like, submissions, like, in their entirety even if it's long so we don't really care um but thank you for that submission and they definitely do bring up an interesting point about the way that people use the word concept in k-pop versus like the actual definition of uh, concept itself because for example if i look up concept definition right now concept is defined as an abstract idea or a general notion and that in itself does not necessarily mean that like it's like a marketing strategy or something yes a concept can be used in that sort of context but like the general definition of a concept is like this abstract idea and you know for the love yourself thing I guess self love would be considered by definition a concept. Um, And, you know, some people can use it in a negative context, as in like some people will treat things like as like an aesthetic concept. And, you know, that can be offensive, especially when, for example, you know, there are K-pop artists that treat hip hop as a mere concept, like an aesthetic concept, rather than like an actual like genre of music that has a bunch of history um, behind it. But, um, yeah, like, this, what this person is saying is, like, really interesting, and the fact that, like, BTS may actually be, you know, a lot more, like, nuanced than the word concept will allow, you know, for their, you know, for their music to be.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I understand why people get mad at, you know, referring to some things as concepts. Because it, because I do think people are just so, OP is right. They're, people are so obsessed with, you know, the aesthetics of K-pop that just everything has to be a concept. Which is why it doesn't make any sense when K-pop stands try to call BTS problematic for, like, using mental health as a concept and it's like what have BTS ever done that? Like they do it all the time. I see it all the time on Twitter where um like they they're just like really derogatory and like always refer to BTS as just like making music for people with mental illness. And it's 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 really rude and disgusting. But it's like why why can't they just like write songs about their feelings and then people can relate to that and why does that have to be a concept why can't it just be what it is
0: right and on top of that to reduce it to something like an aesthetic concept i feel is just so like disrespectful and like completely dismissing the struggles that bts themselves have gone through because bts more than anyone know a thing or two about mental health especially given how much it has been affected over the years because of their struggles and because of the hate that they've gotten so like when people act like oh BTS they're just using it for like aesthetics as if like BTS themselves have never been through that it's like have you never listened to their music like you listen to you know especially like Namjoon and Yoongi like I feel like they've gone through the most in terms of like depression and anxiety and like for people to just like completely write that off and like assume that BTS are using mental health as some sort of marketing strategy like it is terrible it is disgusting and I hate that because you can clearly see how much effort bts have put in to making this you know for for example like the love yourself trilogy you know you can see how much effort they put into making this not only like relatable and healing for other people but also like for them as well like bts have talked about how much like the love yourself has helped them in terms of like healing and moving on and being able to you know get more basically have more self love for themselves and so I just really hate it when people bring it down, especially like when they just they like they'll they'll praise their face for doing something that's like not even like remotely close to what BTS did, but like when BTS does it then they just get dragged and I hate that.
1: Yeah. It's starting to like really get ridiculous that um, that BTS can't just release music uh, without people I don't know I don't know why people have to like use it as a drag Uh, it's really weird that people complain when BTS release music that is too happy they complain though when they release darker songs because now they're just like too dark I guess I don't know Um, (laughs) but why do we have to refer to it as quote unquote dark like yes the song can be a dark song but i don't think that means that the whole album is meant to be dark or the concept of the album as a whole is trying to be dark like i think uh these very small descriptions that people use cute concepts dark concepts they're actually too general because Mm -hmm. I will see people refer to like 10 different um music videos as like dark concepts and then I watch them and like the aesthetics are different for each and every single one of them
0: also you know what concept is so broad like girl crush like what is that
1: Yeah, I, like, in my head, I'm thinking a girl crush concept is in between, so not super cute, but, like, not a sexy concept either, and so, like, aesthetics-wise, it would be close to, um, you know, people that, uh, point to as being, like, the girl crush, like, blueprint is, like, 21 or, like, 4-minute type thing, so, like, I understand like what girl crush as a concept means but at the same time that doesn't mean musically all girl crush concepts like are in the same like in the same um music genre because they're absolutely not like there's plenty of girl groups that i'd be like oh yeah they're um they would be like girl crush like i would refer to them as a girl crusher not me refer to them as a girl crush but I would see why other people would do that but like their music is actually completely different from each other even though concept wise they'd be referred to as the same thing but musically that's not reflected
0: right so it just never makes any sense to me and I get confused and so You know, I honestly do agree with OP when they're talking about how, like, you know, using, you know, short descriptors for these concepts is just too reductive because, you know, there's just so much more than, like, even in one song that, like, there's just so much in one song that, like, using, you know, a simple word such as, like, dark or cute or deep or sad, it's just, like, it's kind of, like, just missing out on so many different like layers to it that i just don't feel like it's right to you know continuously box it like that um i feel like you know it would be better if we were actually a lot more detailed um because i feel like it would just be a lot fairer to the music and it would definitely um make it easier to like i just feel like it would just make it easier to you know discern music because you know some of these are just too broad that like too much stuff is able to fit inside those categories so if too much stuff is able to fit then you know is there even a point of the category
1: and we also talk a lot about this in our what is k-pop episode because so many people it's just really annoying how so many people still see k-pop as a genre but the even when k-pop groups will be releasing a new song or like a new album you'll have, uh, like, neighbor articles come out describing the title tracks of them, and they'll use actual music terms. They'll be like, oh, it is a, um, I like hip-hop, uh, dark-pop, jazz, EDM, trap (laughs) (laughs) mix. See, I'm just, (laughs) that's what some of these k-pop song descriptions sound like. You listen to it, and it's like, they they that is nothing what was described. You you <laughs> said oh that
0: my mind instantly went to N C T one two I, seven yeah,
1: I, I was thinking of N C T in my head that like that one. What was it that was supposed to be like Afrobeats and it was not Afrobeats?
0: <laughs> I oh my gosh. What song was that? Was uh it, was that even N C T one two seven or was that Dream? Was I don't it, remember was what was
1: it. Was it that hot sauce
0: song? I don't think it was. I don't think it was hot sauce. I don't remember what subunit it was or what song it was. Sticker, I don't know.
1: It couldn't. I don't.
0: Don't. 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 Please do not remind me about sticker. I. (laughs) But listen. (laughs) But listen, sticker. I'm okay. No, I will. I won't say anything. But you. You guys get our point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the point is, is that there are all of these music genres and sometimes even music genres are a little bit too limiting um uh, uh, and also a lot of times racially segregated and so for people to not r- talk about these artists works in a way that promotes meaningful discussion around their music is really sad um i agree with what this person says about um that these fans are doing a horrible job at promoting them because they put them in a box to like sell it as um this you know one thing and then it provides nothing interesting because you can't say oh if you're looking for a group that does really good dark concepts you should stream this group and it's like but okay everyone says that their favorite group does dark concepts good like everyone does dark concepts you know so it's like what how what is that really giving
0: right and you know that's also like another thing that i feel like we probably talked about this in like our what is k-pop episode but like just the way that like people want to keep artists in the k-pop box and so because of that limitation you know that's naturally going to reflect in how they are treated overseas and we've seen that for example like with the VMA's, that whole k-pop category how they are deliberately you know putting like they're deliberately making this category just so you know people like bts cannot compete in the main categories with other western artists that they've even outsold and so you know this whole thing about like putting you know, artists in boxes, I definitely feel like we need to stop doing that and we need to just let them experiment, let them explore. And if they don't want to be restricted by these boxes, then let them be free. I don't know why people want to categorize so much. And, you know, honestly, that's why armies are so unapologetic in, you know, allowing BTS to grow on their terms and not allowing other people to categorize them a certain way. And so, Yeah, honestly, like OP just like worded it really good. And so, yeah, thanks for that submission. And so we're going to move on to the next one. And they say, my question is about the new hot trending chart. It's supposed to replace the social 50, but I don't understand the criteria at all. With social 50, it was clear. Every time the artist was added, it counted for the chart. But now it seems really ambiguous. When I normally talk about a song, it's usually just I love this song with a Spotify link, but I don't even know if that counts. Shortcuts of names like FL for fake love and Korean names like Bepsay, do those count? What if the name is in Hangul? How does the algorithm know if I'm talking about BTS's on or if I'm talking about having seen BTS on TV? How does it know that I'm talking about BTS's Life Goes On and not Life Goes On by Oliver Tree? I know that there are the official hashtags for each song, but nobody actually uses them outside of the release day forcing fans to use them just for the chart seems to make the whole thing too unorganic and forced and to be honest they should just throw the whole chart away if that's really the only way a tweet counts for the chart the whole thing in general just feels like a year-long soul draining i heart voting that solely exists to generate money via engagement for, for billboard and i just can't bring myself to care for it so my question is should i care for it and this is from germany this is a great question it is
1: it is a really great question because, to be honest, I kind of forget about the Hot Trending chart until, like, I see updates about it, um, and then it's like, oh, look, uh, BTS, 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 uh, <laughs> it's, um, like, I think I understand part of the creation of the Hot Trending chart. I think there were some people that understood how much the regular chart's, have such heavy influence from radio and when things are being just paid to play over and over on every radio station that's not an accurate representation of what people are really listening to um but if you look at twitter and see what music people are discussing then theoretically that should be um a somewhat more accurate representation of what people are listening to at least currently so i think i kind of understand the hot trending chart a little bit but at the same time i'm like billboard just fix the regular hot 100 chart and stop making radio (laughs) way so heavy
0: right oh this is just like a very convoluted attempts to shield just how terrible they are at making rules for their own charts and honestly like the part in the submission where they say that it feels like a year-long soul-draining iHeart voting I feel like that is exactly how it feels to like use this hot trending chart like that is like the perfect way to describe it i feel like they just encapsulated like the whole feeling of using the chart so well because it's one thing to like talk about a song but then in order for like you to keep your favorite artists on there like you just have to continuously be using those hashtags all the time and i feel like at one point like you just get burnt out um and so i don't feel like it's necessarily like the best way to kind of track to see what people are talking about I don't know I feel like there's just like a lot that they can fix with this chart I definitely understand the premise behind it and I can you know to some extent get behind that But I feel like this chart, of course, is flawed because, you know, when things are new, there's always going to be flaws. And I feel like it just needs to be fixed over time so that it basically just doesn't end up like almost like a year long voting session for different fandoms. It just seems very off.
1: Yeah, especially because uh, we there's probably a lot of songs that don't get counted. Because like this person said, they're using a shortcut of the name of a song, or they're talking about this song, but they haven't explicitly named the song, or, um, plenty of people are talking about a song, but not using a hashtag. While with the Social 50, at least we understood, it was, the artist was specifically added in the tweet, so that is something that can be, uh, thoroughly counted, but with this, it's just like, I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, I feel like they're just winging it, you know? Um, If you saw what
1: I'm doing, my hands are just, like, waving around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly, I feel like just the way... how Like, just with the way that the criteria is for, like, the new hot trending chart, I just kind of would rather take this social 50 back. I feel like there was just, like, a lot... I feel like it just made more sense. I don't feel like this does anything for us, the hot trending chart. Was it
1: an attempt to stop rewarding bts and then boom bts still top of hot trending chart um because i wonder if that because social 50 and hot trending are just so different it doesn't make sense that hot trending would replace social 50 when they are just they measure very different things
0: right and on top of that like I wouldn't be surprised if that was the route that they were going for because with all of these sudden changes to like the billboard charts we all know it's because they truly think that like by changing these rules that they're finally going to shut BTS out like they wanted to but BTS always ends up at the top of these charts no matter how they change the rules and so if anything it just proves how inorganic other artists are in order to chart on these you know billboard charts and so you know that's Um, You know, something that's been a topic of conversation for years now But obviously Billboard doesn't care They don't care about shedding light onto people who are misusing the charts for their own personal gain Because honestly, they're probably accomplices, let's be fully honest here
1: Yeah, we know they're accomplices So, of course, they're not going to do anything that will expose their own uh, dirty corruption in the industry But what can we do? We 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 are not superheroes. We're just army. We're here to support BTS, um, and that is it. They can deal with the chart um, themselves.
0: <laughs> exactly. So the next submission, which is the last one for this section, is. Is it bad that I really don't care about the Billboard Hot Trending Songs chart? I mean, do we really have to be number one for a trending song that was released over seven months ago? But at the same time, if we still had the top social chart, I would care because that award belongs to BTS. I guess I just don't see slash know the value in this new chart at the moment. And this is from Australia. Yeah, Yeah, like the previous submission said, like we, we pretty much said all we wanted to say. Like we're not even sure how important this really needs to be. And there's just so much about it that is just, like, so weird and so suspicious that I don't even know if, like, we should bother at this point.
1: Exactly. Um, It's, it's like, I understand wanting to care about it because BTS does deserve to be number one in everything. Um, But at the same time, if people don't care about the chart, don't pressure them to care about it because, I mean... It is new, and it and it feels really shady, so I'm not surprised that a lot of people don't care about it, and I don't think you should criticize people for not caring. Like, not caring about the Billboard Hot Trendings chart is not the same thing as people saying, oh, I don't care about streaming, I don't care about... Voting, You know what I mean? Like, I feel like those are different things. And I think some people try to put them in the same category. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this chart is weird. We don't know a lot about it. The criteria is vague. And it doesn't even seem to be important. So, if people don't care about it, honestly, that's your right.
0: Exactly. And so now we're onto the last section of this segment of army anonymous and this is racism so the first submission says Billboard proving once again that they are a terrible and racist publication that is being bought out by their industry darlings. Jimmy Kimmel proving once again why the boys haven't gone out there since 2017. I mean, come on. They went on Ellen twice and that's practically the bottom of the barrel in my opinion. Sorry that my submission is filled with so much negativity, but I'm genuinely so pissed at the at what the industry is planning for BTS's next comeback. If this is all the nasty stuff they are ready and willing to say to our faces, I am horrified to know what is going on behind the scenes. What the boys may have heard or experienced that they've shielded from us. The tanny sh- uh the tanny shield you us from what they are oh the tanny shield us from the way they are treated when it should really be the other way around. I truly honestly want a complete unmasking of the industry and the way they've treated BTS once the boys eventually retire as old men. I pray that armies never let these things go. I understand that holding on to grudges isn't healthy, but if that's the case, I'll be sick until BTS get their justice. Sorry for the rant. I just really want to get off on my get that off my chest. Love you guys so much and all that you do for the community, and this is from the USA. Well, first of all, thank you very much. Um, you're so kind. And second of all, like that last part where they're like, I know it's not good to hold on to grudges, but I'll be sick until BTS get justice. Honestly, period. Yes. Because <laughs> Because when you just think about all the stuff that has happened to them, and this is just stuff that we've seen, we have no idea what has been said to them behind the scenes. And even in, like, their, like, whole stop Asian hate statement, there is, like, stuff that they've alluded to that have been said to them that we haven't even heard of. Like, for example, people asking them, like, why they even speak English as Asian people. Like, we've never seen that on camera. We've never seen anyone say that to them. So there's probably somebody behind the scenes who has just been saying, like, some completely ignorant or, like... Or just genuinely like, racist stuff to them that they just have not, you know, talked to us about, and. The fact that there's just, like, the fact that we're just, like, at the tip of the iceberg with, like, all the stuff that's going on right now and what we're already seeing, like, people publish and what people say about BTS is already, like, terrible. God knows what they've been shielding from us, like, this entire time because, you know, they've been blowing up since 2017 and this is, like, gonna be, like, their fifth year that they're in this. So, like... The fact that, like, for five years since they've been gaining popularity overseas, that they've been, like, hiding stuff from us simply because they just know that we would be so upset, it honestly breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, it's the fact that we will never know the extent of everything um, until it's revealed and looked back upon in the future is just so sad. And it's depressing because people just don't understand that the things BTS is uncovering in the industry simply just by existing is something that doesn't just hurt them it hurts every artist in the industry and the fact that people don't care because it's BTS is just so sad because so many people are being hurt And so many people are, you know, having their careers just manipulated, having their uh, music labels just completely destroy their careers. Um, And we've seen it a lot with Western artists. Uh, There's plenty of artists who uh, their labels were absolutely terrible to them. And so the fact that we know how vile the music industry is and how vile the music journalism industry is and people don't care because it's bts that's being affected it's just so sad because it is everything that's happening to them is just so much bigger that i don't even think we armies can fathom it um and so just thinking about what will possibly be revealed a few decades from now it's just it's depressing to think about
0: right and it's gonna make me so mad but honestly man well i guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there but next submission they say jimmy kimmel and his racist self not only one offense but two I saw one tweet talking about how quote unquote white fangirls were trying to speak over Korean boy band who can speak for themselves. First of all, most of us are not white, I am black Caribbean, and most of our fandom is Asian. Secondly, people really underestimate how much hate BTS would get if they do speak up. Everyone likes to pretend that BTS have the luxury to publicly call out racist remarks against them when that simply isn't true. BTS have never beefed with someone publicly, FB free by the way, because they don't want to bring that negativity onto their fan base or get further blacklisted and ignored by western media don't forget just because bts are successful doesn't mean they aren't blacklisted on multiple radio shows news outlets etc because they most definitely are it all ties back to racism regarding asian people being quote unquote submissive docile and effeminate so bts are just forced to take these remarks about them with no punishment to the offenders so i have one request from armies never stop calling these people out i don't care if we're called crazy fangirls i'm the craziest fangirl of them all when you see something wrong keep yelling at them until they learn that it will never be okay to do this to any person of color ever again i love your podcast so much thank you for being a great addition to the western fandom heart and this is from the usa thank you so much we really appreciate it And, you know, to touch on what they were saying, yeah, definitely when it comes to the fandom, it is, like we always say, one of the most diverse fandoms I have ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, armies come from so many different walks of life, so many different countries and cultures and backgrounds that... To you know, label us all as "quote unquote" white fangirls is just so inaccurate. Nothing wrong with being white and a fangirl, but at the same time, to act like that's all we are is just totally untrue. And you can clearly see that those people are ignorant and have literally never seen a group of armies a day in their life. And so, you know, when they act like we're just white people overstepping our boundaries, that's not true. A lot of us are people of color, people of color who have either witnessed or experienced being the target of racism and. So, so we know what racism looks like when we see it being done to other people of color and that's why we fight for bts because they are obviously in a position where even if they do speak up about it they're still gonna get hate and they don't want like we don't want to have to put them in that position and honestly it really like people pressuring people of color to become an even bigger target of hate by speaking up instead of raising your own voice and speaking up on their behalf. um, I feel like it's just terrible. It's the same people who were trying to say that like Hybe was a terrible company because of the fact that they didn't make a statement against that like really racist German radio host um, who was saying racist remarks against BTS. And it's like, like,
1: why, why would they make a statement?
0: Like, you are missing the whole point. And honestly, trying to call out an Asian company with mostly Asian staff and talk to them about how they're not doing enough to call out racism. Honestly, like, F you. Like, the fact that you could ever say that to a person of color is terrible. Because, like this person was saying, BTS, and I was even talking about this in, um, I think, even like the last RB Anonymous part, where, like, people think that, like, BTS, you know, are, like, you know, when people say that, like, oh, BTS, they they don't, you know, speak up or maybe, like, oh, you know, if BTS, you know, have the freedom to do this, this and this, then how come, you know, they still get these types of questions and stuff. And it's, like, like, BTS are doing the best they can with, you know, the situation that they're in. And so, you know, to act like, you know, they have this like massive luxury as artists within the western industry it's not true yes they're big and they're massive and that can definitely help them get by in korea but in the western industry despite the fact that they are some of the biggest artists in the world there is still a lot that um you know they have to deal with and there's like a lot of discrimination and so to act like they just have this luxury as outsiders to just call out you know specific publications or radio stations, um, you know calling those people could end up you know with them getting blacklisted and you know for people who do rely on these shows and these publications to write about them for when they're like doing promotional stuff in the U.S. you know they really have to like pick carefully and choose their battles because you know. You know, if if they make the wrong move, then that's like really like one entire bridge burned. And like, you know, it's, it's about weighing options. And, you know, that's also why like they now can pick and choose which shows they want to appear on anymore. I mean, think about why they haven't been on Jimmy Kimmel since 2017. You know, they had that one performance and then they dipped. And that's something that they chose to do. Um, so they still, you know, can do stuff like that. But, like, to act like they have this luxury all the time, I think is just, like, it's just not right.
1: Exactly. And then there is something I want to bring up, too, about the whole... I, I see it all the time. It's just, like, white fangirls. First of all, there is this really... It's growing more and more on Twitter where I am just seeing people treat any asian artist any like or just like any famous asian celebrity actor um athlete or whatever that if they have a large fan base it is because they're asian and nothing else the assumption Mm. that people the assumption that asian artists can never be celebrated for their own merit and instead are ju- their success and popularity is the byproduct of uh, asian fetishization it is so sickening and i really need people to just wake up like they're trying so hard to just be like they're trying they think that they're being socially aware and being woke but constantly belittling the achievements of Asian celebrities and constantly just boiling all of their success success down to, oh, um, it's just because it's a fetish, is really weird and it needs to be cut out.
0: Right, because I remember, like, one of the, um, most, like, uh... Like, one of the bigger instances I've seen of this, aside from, like, recently, was there was this, like, one post that, like, um, some Asian guy did. Um, he was from somewhere in East Asia. I'm not entirely sure whether he was from Korea, but he definitely looked East Asian. But, like, he had made a post, and it was, like, a selfie of him or something, and he was like, oh, you can't tell, but I just made coffee. And, like, obviously, like, he was, like, a really attractive-looking dude, so, like, the post, of course, got a ton of likes. It was a massively hit tweet. Um, and so, like, people were obviously, like, calling him attractive, calling him handsome, blah, blah, blah. And, like, people were, like, trying to make it seem like everybody who was calling him attractive and, like, stuff, they were like, oh, you guys wouldn't say this about him if he wasn't Asian. And, like, to make it seem like... Asians can just never be attractive on their own that if people enjoy like like if people appreciate their looks it's because that they're fetishizing like Asian people and not because that person is just genuinely good looking like that's in the same vein as like what people are doing now where like if an Asian person is successful it's not because people just genuinely resonate with like the content that they're putting out or just what that person is just doing um And it's solely down to the fetishization of Asians. Like, you're completely losing the plot. And, you know, like Delilah said, these people think that they're woke. But at the end of the day, it's doing nothing but dismissing these Asian people's achievements.
1: And with that, I think we can move on to the very last submission for this Army Anonymous. So, this one says... Well, I do understand why awareness is important in regards to topics such as racism, how can we make sure that it doesn't get presented as a fandom-only problem from Canada?
0: This is quite a good question because, um, you know, a big, big problem on Stan Twitter is that when it comes to, you know, social issues, people try and make it like a fandom thing. For example, like, so-and-so fandom is, like, so anti-black, and while I understand that there's definitely nuance in there, and there can definitely be, like, a spectrum of racism, you know, in different fandoms, and, like, calling that out isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know, there is, like, a lot of times where it's, like, people do kind of just boil it down to, oh, so-and-so fandom needs to, you know, be more aware about this, this, and this, and it's, like, no, we can present it as something that's, like, you know, um, educative, like, And you can present it as something that, like, you can teach other people, but, you know, to make it seem like it's just, like, a fandom-only problem and not just, like, a more general problem with, like, people, um, I feel is just not right. And I feel like it can come off as, like, overly negative and also accusatory. And I just feel like that's just not the type of energy that we need. We need posts, like, especially, like, when it comes to racism, we need posts that, like, you know, talk about the issues and educate people and also uplift people who are part of the affected um, racial groups. But instead, you have people who are just focusing too much about what the fandom is and what the fandom isn't. And that's not the direction that we need to be taking.
1: Yeah, I found it um, really interesting how so many people... Um, like publications and stuff kept like questioning why armies cared about Black Lives Matter, um, and it's and it was it was very weird to like turn that into like a fandom thing. It's like what about armies that are particular support Black Lives Matter? And it's like, well, why why wouldn't we? Why would it anyone?
0: Right and they even there was even like publications that asked BTS themselves like oh why did you decide to like support the black lives matter movement what kind of question is that obviously anybody who is you know supportive of black lives would support the black lives matter movement and to ask them that as if there must be some other reason why they donated to the cause and it's like they donated to the cause because they care about black lives and they don't tolerate racism it's as simple as that and the fact that this is like a whole interview question And it's really, like, focusing, like, on the wrong things. Yes, it's amazing that BTS donated. Of course, we'll be forever grateful for that. But, like, they're not, like, the center of the conversation. Like, the whole thing is really just about Black lives and they're turning it into, like, oh, you know, BTS's decision to do it and blah, 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 when the main focus is, it should be on, you know, the actual racism that's going on. Not about individual people who are donating. You can maybe ask somebody, oh, did you donate or did you not donate? Sure, but, like, to make it, like, to keep on asking, oh, why did you decide to donate, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, we're missing the point here.
1: Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's very weird because I've never seen that energy directed toward, like, any artist um whenever they donate to some cause so just seeing that over and over again was really weird it just it just kept like to me i was reading it as uh, why do you care about black people like that's what it read right. to me and it was just it was so it was just so disturbing to just see that same question over and over again it's like why do you keep asking it like they don't tolerate racism end of the story as we all should not so yeah
0: right and you know in terms of like the whole like match a million project back when i was like getting interviewed for like you know a handful of magazine you know articles and stuff like that you know there was one particular article i don't actually remember which article it was but i had said something like at the end of the day you know especially like in terms of, like the fandom only problem thing. I was like, at the end of the day, we're just like a music fandom, like so many other fandoms online, you know, trying to paint it as like this fandom only problem that we have to solve and painting armies as like these modern day activists when we're really just like regular human beings who care about the cause because a lot of us are POC. Like, I feel like there's just like a lot of people who like miss that point And it's like, you're trying to make us and make, you know, what BTS did into like something that it's not. They're trying to, like, put too much, like, they're trying to, like, make it seem, like, so much deeper than it actually is or that there's some sort of of ulterior motive. when it's, like, we did this because we care about black people. That's it.
1: Yeah, it's really, like, mind-blowing to think that people can't care about an issue because guess what? a lot of us are directly affected by these issues or even if it doesn't directly affect us it directs people uh directs <laughs> it affects people we know and if it doesn't affect people we know well they're human beings and they deserve to be treated correctly so like and that's like with like literally any social issue any political issue just there, it's like i wouldn't be surprised um if people started asking armies why do you care about the environment because we live on planet earth where do you live why do you not care about the environment Right, we live.
0: We we care about the environment because we live in a society. That's basically <laughs> right. it. Like exactly. Like I don't know why people try and make it seem like it's deeper than that. It's like some some like 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 these people really need to like read these questions over again and like think to themselves: Is this really what I want to ask somebody else?
1: Like, is they 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 want like some thought provoking answer? but they're never going to get it. They're never going to get one because it is just that simple. Like we do these things because we care. And so should you. End of story.
0: Exactly. And on that note, um, I think that we can go ahead and wrap this up. So yeah, that's all the submissions that we have for this week's Army Anonymous. So if you got to the end, thank you guys so much for listening. And these submissions were really interesting and we are going to be excited to go and do the next installment of Army Anonymous when the form reopens again at some point in time.
1: Yep. And with that, we will bid you farewell. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye for now. Bye.